Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the podcast for the 21st century for military spouses, by military spouses, about military spouses and their world. Welcome to another edition of the critically acclaimed, always fresh, never boring, Military Spouse Spouts. Here's your host, Susan Reynolds, and co-host, Dave Etter. Hey, hey, hey. Is that my cue, Dave? That's your cue. Am I back? You're back. I'm back. You're back. I know I, I'm internally I'm... better. How about that? Yay! Yeah. Intern. I like that. I'm internally better. <laughs> You're internally better, and it's spouse spouts episode forty-seven. Susan back. Spouse spouts episode forty-seven. We are barreling down, heading straight into episode our fiftieth episode oh, and then we'll hit 52 which means a year on the air 52 <clears throat> i'm no, excited we, we are longer than a year on the air we missed uh, a couple of weeks early on that's right that's right that's right so we've been on the air for a year now happy anniversary dave well happy anniversary to to you too wouldn't it be more of a birthday well, happy birthday <laughs> dave happy, happy birthday, birthday to spouse spouse <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, I've missed us. I have missed us, Dave. <laughs> I, Although, you know, quick, quick I wanted shout to bring out you really on. quickly to everyone who filled in, because that was really nice of them. I mean, seriously. To Moni Jefferson, to Robin. I think Jay was on last week helping out, too. He was. Um, and then to Aaron. Everybody. I mean, that was amazing. That is the, the beauty of our military community and our friends, apparently. Apparently, we have really good friends. We do. And I love we them do. all. Have, I, I've decided to try something also. I've been toying with the idea and the thought. Since Facebook has that Facebook Live option, I yes. am doing the show with Facebook Live going on with just my face, mm-hmm. obviously. And I got all yeah. kinds of people that are jumping in and, and are watching at the same time. It's sad that they're not going to be able to hear your side if all they're doing is tuning in to what I'm doing live, but yeah, uh, that's of course okay. they can always call in. Matter of fact, I'm just well, going to go and ahead and here's the thing, Dave, I'm going to figure out, okay, um, how I can do it. Facebook live from my end as well. So well, I'll figure it go. out too, but I'm there not going to do that right now because that's just no. too complicated. And pain I'm med. still on a lot of pain meds. So <laughs> <laughs> now that, that's funny. Yeah. I need as little complication as possible. So, um, so, okay, so for all of our listeners who have no idea what's going on, let me give them some backstory. Should I do that? What do you think? Uh, sure, sure. Okay. Give them some backstory. So, so um, I have had a series of repetitive hernias. Uh, my first one was repaired five years ago, and mm-hmm. then a year later I was back in for a second hernia repair Ew. because the first one didn't work. Right, right. Um, and that second one was actually a pretty tough surgery because I could feel the mesh like moving around inside, which you're not a, supposed to. A hernia surgery, and the, they put a mesh in there, and you could feel it moving around? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't secured That's very ugly. well. Oh, That's it was awful. Ugly. And it was very painful because, of Ooh. course, I could feel it, right? 
Right. And then I ended up developing about a year and a half after that a third hernia in the same place because it didn't work, right? Because they weren't sewing up the muscles either. That's the other thing. Right, they right. were just repairing the hernia, slapping on a mesh, and that was it, right? And I was like, have, has anyone thought of <laughs> like sew up those muscles? And, you know, I had to ask a surgeon that. And I'm like, I am not a surgeon, but has anyone thought to sew those muscles up too? And they're like, well, no. Oh, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> sure, that makes a heap of mm. sense. Mm-mm-mm. Um. So then I went in for a third surgery and that one really didn't work. Like that surgeon had, she had no idea what she was doing. And that was uh, very unfortunate. Uh, Dave, why do I hear an echo? You hear an echo because it just dawned on me how I can get into the Facebook live where they can actually hear you at the same time. Ah, okay. That's freaking me out, Dave. You may hear an echo. I'm, apologize you will possibly hear an echo oh dear that's freaking me out. oh Dave. well you know what i'm gonna do you know what i'm okay that's that's right let's just do it that way we're experimenting <laughs> i got three people that are watching right now that actually are awesome. on that are watching uh now it's up to five and oh, back down to four oh there goes yeah. like went zipping across um and, and so what I've do- there goes Alex in the background rocking behind into the kitchen. Anyhow, the um, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and put it back into sound. If people want to hear what's going on, what they need to do is go ahead and call in and listen because I pinned a comment onto this Facebook Live to the actual phone number that they can call in and be put on hold. Hi, Alex. And when they're when they are put on hold, they can hear everything that's going on. It may not sync up with what you're seeing on the the Facebook Live, but that's okay. Or they can go ahead and in a separate uh, window, go ahead and click the link, which will then be playing the broadcast as it's happening. And then you go back to this, and you can see what's going on, or however you want to do it. I mean, you can do it just about any way you want. It's worth a try. See what happens. Okay. See, you have no echo now. <laughs> I have no echo. That's so cool, Dave. Dave, you're so cool. I um, tried so it. Technologically that third surgery, though, really, that one, I got to tell you, going back, so don't let me lose my train of thought, Dave. So okay. that, third, that third surgery, though, that was the one that really jacked me up, and I never really got better from it, right? Mm. Like, um, I had the surgery in October, and then a few months later, Jeremy was deployed, and I am not kidding. I knew six months after that surgery, I was like, ooh, I've got another hernia, and it's and it's big. That's and it's, not fun. Nope. And Oof. I knew it when I met you. I knew I had a hernia when I met you at Military Spouse of the Year in 2016. Like, I knew it. I Because I've had them so many times now that I know – you know, you know, you, you're like, oh, yeah, I've got this, you know, and, um, and I knew I had it. And it was just trying to convince a doctor that trying to convince doctors that it was back was the most ridiculous thing. Like that well, was yes. mind numbing, mind numbing. Right. So finally, I was able to get my doctor to agree to um, an ultrasound because I told him I was like, I've been getting really sick to my stomach. Is there something going on in there? And, you know, and I, and I asked him, I was like, I really, I need to figure out what's going on. Cause I shouldn't be getting this sick to my stomach all the time. And he's like, no, you really shouldn't be. Let's, let's 
check out what's going on. And he was like, hey, you've got a little hernia again. He goes, well, actually, it's about three inches, so not so little. <laughs> and he goes, well, let's get you back to your previous surgeon. And I looked at him, and I put my hand up, and I said, no, no, I don't go back to people who can't do their job the right way the first time. Understand and he just that. And he looked at me and he was like, wow, I've never had a patient put it quite that way. So it made me, you know, but I told him, I was like, no, I'm not going back to that. I'm not going back to that person. She couldn't do her job effectively. I'm, I'm actually worse than I've ever been. Nope, not going back. I, she's not a good surgeon. Because if she was, I, six months later, I wouldn't be having the same problem again and actually worse. I said, so maybe she is a good one, but she's not a good one for me because she didn't do her job effectively. So, no. And he's like, well, what do you want to do? I said, let me start researching some surgeons in the area because I think I'm going to have to go outside the local area. And he was like, okay, cool. This is the beauty of having TRICARE standard right now. I have to admit to that. This is the beauty of TRICARE standard where I can research and I can find doctors and I don't have to deal with the whole TRICARE referral system. Although I will say this, while TRICARE does not require referrals to see, to see doctors, sometimes these doctor's offices want a referral. They, their policy is they require a referral from your, from your family practice doctor, right? So that's a lot of fun. You know, it's like, wait, great. TRICARE may not say, you know, TRICARE says you don't need one, but their policy is, you know, the, the hospital's policy or the surgeon's policy or the specialist's policy is that there is a referral put in, uh, a, you know, a, a, a medical consult or a medical referral is put in, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I did all that. I met a very nice surgeon. His name was Dr. Washington out in Pinehurst, North Carolina. Lovely man. He was originally from Virginia. We talked a little bit about Virginia. I loved him. I was like, yay, Virginia guy. And his last name is Washington. And I asked him if he had been related to George. And he said no. But I thought it was worth asking because, you know, last name Washington. Why not ask, right? Right, right, right. I mean, I think most normal people, you know, and, and he was for, and he's from Virginia. I mean, I'm like, this. the stars are aligning, sir. Okay, like, you know. <laughs> uh, and he was very good. Like, he just, he had a wonderful um he was personable, very nice, but he only did laparoscopic procedures. So after I had another cat uh, CT scan, um, he saw, you know, oh, that's a lot bigger. And, oh, that's going to be some pretty extensive work. I only do laparoscopic repair. You're going to need to see, you know, a person in my, in one, one of my partners in his practice. Right. And I said, okay. So I went mm-hmm. and saw that guy who was, hysterically funny and he dropped the f-bomb a number of times oh no in our really i loved him i loved him because i was like oh can i say it too he's like hell yeah i was like awesome right and he laid it out he was just he was very good he really helped advocate for me as a patient he also told me exactly he wrote everything down that i needed to say to to anybody you know like here's what you have going on but he was not comfortable performing the surgery that I needed because right, he had right. just had a patient have an infection and it really, it really knocked his confidence. Like it really was one of those things that it really shook his confidence and he was not comfortable performing operations, extensive operations at right. that point. And so he said, I'm going to refer you to UNC. 
So I go to Chapel Hill. I meet this idiot woman who is insulting and rude and called me fat a number of times and would not do the surgery um, and, and just said all these terrible things. And I was like, you do realize that this is a five-inch hernia in there now, right? Like in, in three months, it's grown from three inches to five inches, right? And it seems to just be getting bigger. And I'm violently ill all the time. And she's like, it doesn't matter. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm not going to go and see you. And that was right before Christmas. And so I was like, I remember we were driving home and I was just crying my eyeballs out. So I went back to my doctor in January. I asked him, where should I try next? And he looked at me and he goes, I think you're going to need to go up to Charlotte. That's three hours away from Fayetteville, by the way. Three hours, one way. And for some reason, this state does not have a direct like interstate between Charlotte and Fayetteville. Charlotte being the largest city here in the state and Fayetteville being like the fourth or fifth largest city. And we have to go on these country highways, like with tractors. I mean, like seriously, tractors have been on the road. I was like, look, there's a farmer. He's on a tractor. Is he going to be okay? And my and Jeremy would always say, yeah, honey, his, his vehicle is like twice our size. So if we hit him, we're going to die. I'm like, oh, that's true. Good point. Right. Okay. You know, like, I was like, oh, okay. So, I mean, like, you know, there's no, and I was like, no wonder why it takes three hours. There's no direct, direct route. You know, this makes no sense. Thankfully, my brother lives in Charlotte, so we could stay with him and my sister-in-law and their kids. And so that was wonderful. And I got to meet them, my really great surgeon and uh, he took one look at me and he goes, ooh, that's a bad hernia. And he could feel it. And he goes, ooh, that's a really bad hernia. He goes, well, let's get you in in May. And I, nice. and I just said, yeah. I was like, okay. And he goes, so uh, I need for you to do one more test before your surgery. He goes, but we're going to get you in in May. And at first he was saying May 8th. And I was like, no, man, that's the day before my birthday. I don't want to be in the hospital on my birthday. That stings. Who wants that, right? And so he said, well, how, you know, and then he gave me the date of May 22nd. And I said, that's, that's fine. That's a good time. It's right before my kid gets out of school. We're not dealing a lot with, you know, they're at the end of the school year. No one cares anymore. You know, like it's just, you know, we can, we can deal with all of this. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so he does the surgery. It was supposed to be two hours, four and a half hours later. Holy mackerel. Not one. But three hernias. There were two other ones in there that were hiding wow. underneath the big one. Yeah, they got them all. Nice. They got them all. Oh, and the big one had decided to intertwine itself with my small intestines. Oh no! So it had strangulated my small intestines in a number of places, and then I had a bowel obstruction as well. And means, we got all that. That means you were full of doo doo. I actually wasn't. I wasn't full of doo-doo, surprisingly, (laughs) because, of course, I was always getting sick, right? It was an opportunity for a joke, and I worked. I know. I was full of poo. Um, (laughs) Or we could could change the rating and just go ahead and say it outright. But, no, we want to stay. We still want to stay where, you know, people at least let their kids listen. Yeah. So then he repaired the abdominal wall. He put in some super awesome mesh that I can't even feel, like, because he, oh, wow. I don't know what he used, but it's amazing, right? Well, it's, and it's, it's re- technology it's, at, at its finest. 
oh my gosh, it's amazing, right? Like, it's really cool. Like, I don't know what he, he told me, except I was on morphine, so I don't remember, except I remember he was talking to me, and I kept on waving my hand in front of my face, and he kept on saying, <laughs> is your hand okay? I was like, no, I've got the trails going, right? Like, I so like the hand that, trails. You were doing all that stuff that, you know, like we watch people put on uh, onto the the internet pictures, or I'm sorry, videos of their kids while they're still, you know, got their teeth, wisdom teeth pulled and they're still under that, you know, hi. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 The nurses would come in and I would be like, hi. <laughs> 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 oh, but I had my favorite person, my favorite nurse was a, my night nurse and his name was Dave. Of course. It's a good name. It's And I took it as a sign. Way. I'll be honest. I took that in all of my morphine induced haze. <laughs> I took that as a sign. I was like, Dave is here because there literally is a Dave in the room. And that's going to be my Dave. We're everywhere. And so he was like, I don't know who your other Dave is. And he would look over at Jeremy and he goes, oh, she has a radio show. Dave is is the co-host. And he goes, oh, okay. (laughs) He goes, I thought maybe you guys had an open marriage. That's where where he says – an open marriage. Yeah, Jeremy's sitting over there going, no, that's just her work husband. Actually, that's what he said. He's like, that's her work husband. <laughs> Funny. Oh, yeah. So it was hot. I mean, but the, the it was so nice. I mean, the hospital was nice. I had my own room. It had a bed in there. So if Jeremy mm-hmm. wanted to sleep over, he could. And they brought him uh, blankets and uh, pillows one night because uh, – I was able to start getting up and moving around, except trying to get up in and out of the bed was just ridiculous. So I knew oh. I needed him there just to yeah, help yeah. me, you know, go to the bathroom. I was like, there's no way I'm calling my nurse every five, you know, every 30 to 45 minutes, every time I need to use the toilet, you know, that's just getting stupid. Um, you know, I was like, cause they're, that's going to make me the world wait, neediest patient. And I have no wait, desire to be that person. Wait until you get up to my advanced age. That's kind of normal. That makes me sad. <laughs> I don't want to be it that Yes, I mean, getting up to go to the bathroom every half hour, yeah, it's about fairly normal. Oh, well, if okay. you drink as well, much beer as I drink, absolutely. Well, I'm going to say, you have a pretty, you, your kidneys are probably pretty cleansed, Dave, from drinking as much beer as you do. As you do. Well, they're, so, uh, they're, they're, they're going to be around for a while. They're pretty pickled. Um, exactly. I think mine are too. But, you know, then they let me go home. I stayed with my brother a few days, and then we came home. And then we've been doing lots of, uh, drive, you know, driving to and from Charlotte to check the incision and mm-hmm. had some incision issues where it's split in a couple of places. And Oh, gosh. To, that was gross. That was so gross. Mm. That was the grossest thing mm-hmm. I think I've ever seen. Um, you know, but, you know, honestly, it's funny. Um, I'm moving slow. You know, I can't drive still because I'm on a lot of medications. I'm still on pain meds, and I, you know, can't drive on that <laughs> stuff. It's, you know, it's driving while impaired, so that's yeah. something that impairs you. Um, speaking of which, when I saw that video of Tiger Woods being arrested, right? Okay. Did you see the video of Tiger Woods getting arrested? And they were like, he was on all these pain meds. And I saw the look on his face, right? I was like... Dude, I have that look right now. Yeah, I what saw that. What made him think he could get in his car and drive? There's, I can barely walk from one end of my house to the other. Well, 
evidence in that video, uh, he wasn't thinking clearly? No, he wasn't. And that's the other thing. These medicines really lure you into a, a very false sense of security. So, like, I think I'm remembering all sorts of things, and I'm not. I have forgotten more stuff in the last month, like appointments or things I had to tell Jeremy or, you know, like, it's it's one of those things that seriously, if the if my surgeons and nurses call and they want to talk to me about an appointment, I, I I stop them and I say, you know what, I'm going to let you talk to my husband. I'm not going to remember any of this. I feel like I sound really alert, but I'm not. So I'm going to go and sit down on my sofa and and fall asleep in about 30 minutes, and I'm not going to remember to tell him anything. Right, right, <laughs> right. Uh, well, the last thing I knew, a, a alert was a bird, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and I and, and I feel like I'm all like, yay! I feel like I'm so with it, but I'm really not. I'm a super flaky <laughs> right now. It's funny. Well, it, but, and Jeremy has got an opportunity now to learn how to cook better. He's and... always been an amazing cook. That's the great thing. So, but it was. Um, it's funny, we just, we didn't do a lot of cooking. So his squadron, oh, I'm going to give a shout out to his squadron. So his squadron did a meal train for us for two weeks where people were bringing over food every other, every couple of days, right? Mm-hmm. And that really helped out tremendously. Uh, one of our, our friends in the squadron, his wife brought over, because uh, I was on a liquid diet, so she brought over some soup. Uh, and then she brought over this huge pasta dish that you could put in the freezer, Wow, nice. Yeah, she she brought over a couple of things. Even the commander came over with food. Um, people sent, you know, like, you know, somebody sent some pizzas one night and then like went actually to Panera and got uh, some soup for me as well and uh, got a couple of soups. And so, you know, we've been eating. It's, you know, so it was one of those things that was really nice that, you know, it's amazing how your support network really steps up to the plate. You know, just, it's wonderful. Even tomorrow I have uh, my friend, oh, oh, my friend Evie, who's with um, Independent. She's coming over tomorrow just to come and see how I'm doing and to bring me some coffee. Good for her. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited because, well, one, I love Evie, and two, I love Independent. And uh, so, you know, it's, you're, I'm you're really talking excited. Evie, we'll to... Evie King, right? Yes. And I'm going to, of course, talk to her about her coming back on. You know, so they can talk about their wellness summit again. So we'll have to make sure we get them back on. Um, Evie's a, a very good friend of mine. So, yeah, that would be cool. Isn't she a sweetheart? I adore her. Yep. I adore her. And I adore all the, all the ladies at Independent. I love what they're doing. And, um, and so, you know, it's just been really, you know, it's one of those things that you just get uh, blown away by the support. You know, I mean, my parents are about an hour, a little over an hour away, and um, so after I had the incision issue and we were driving, you know, we drove the three hours in one day, right? We turned, you know, we went up to Charlotte, turned around and came home and I could see just I how worn out Jeremy was after that day. You know, I did not realize that, that, uh, Charlotte was that far away from, uh, Raleigh. You're that you're, I mean, you're close to Raleigh. We're close so to always- Raleigh. So we're about an hour outside hour, depending on traffic, a little more than an hour outside of Raleigh. And that's but the way I Raleigh look at it. It's only Raleigh. about two hours from Raleigh, but from Fayetteville, it's about three hours. Yeah. 
So that's right. It is to the north. Well, and here's the crazy part. So little known facts about how Tricare works and how the Air Force or the military works, because we are without we are outside of a 100 mile radius of Jeremy's duty station. Mm-hmm. He has been given permissive TDY for every appointment. Really? Yes. That is nice. actually Air Force policy that he has. So it doesn't count on his leave. He doesn't have to take leave. They have to give him permissive TDY because he is now my primary caregiver until I can care for myself 100%. Hmm. Uh, hmm. So, I mean, he sat down with his first sergeant and his chief, and they just they looked over those policies. And his supervisor and all four of them looked over those policies and they sat down, and he goes, well, I know she has appointments on this day and this day. It's at 9 o'clock in the morning, and they're like, oh, you're going to be staying overnight, so that's two days of permissive TDY. And so they were able to identify all of the – everything necessary – everything um, in writing so that your husband could do this for you. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Is there – is there some way in which he could find out exactly what all they found so that we could write it up and then pass it on to the, all the other Air Force uh, uh, families out there? So sure, have, I, will, I can look into that. I'll have him, I, I will have him ask yeah. about that. And here's the other thing. So now if I was on TRICARE Prime and I was mm-hmm. going to this surgeon, not a, I would have had a hotel paid for. I would have had per diem. Yourself personally. Yes, because I was going outside wow. of the 100 mile radius. Wow. Yes, but I'm on Tricare Standard, so I don't get the Tricare Prime remote travel or the Tricare travel. Wow. So why yeah. did you? Uh, so uh, uh, refresh me. Why did you go Standard instead of staying with Prime? With because Jeremy I being not, active, duty. I could not stand going to Womack Army Hospital. So if you're on Prime, you have to go to a military PCM. Only if you're on Standard can you choose to go to a different one. Is that what? It de- I think it depends on your duty station and your location. So it's in a, it's very it's like you know the real estate location location location. So we were on Tricare Prime when we were stationed in Nebraska because the Air Force Hospital had been downgraded from a hospital to a clinic, which right. meant all specialty care, especially for dependents, and to include active duty, was all sent out to the civilian sector, and TRICARE Prime picked it up, right? Right, right. Because there was no specialty care on on office. I mean, other than, I think, physical therapy and, that's, and radiology, and they had an internal medicine specialist, and the Women's Health Center was only for active duty women, and I can't think of much else that they have there, because... Hmm. They really did get rid of all of that specialty care because it's right outside. And I mean, like 10 minutes down the road from Omaha, Nebraska, where they have a slew of hospitals and they have so much choice there. Right. But here it's a different story. And the Army, when they have these giant military treatment facilities, that's what they want you to use. Well, Womack did my first Uh, surgery and didn't do them well. So, sorry, Womack, you lost your chance. You know, you screwed up the first two. Not going back. <laughs> you know, I'm not, you know, well, and that's not if standard me being works mean, for you. If standard yeah. works for you, standard works for you. 
Exactly. And then to top it all off, we could never get Ian a same day appointment when he was having all of his ear infections. Right. And so they were always sending me to an urgent care off post. And then when I went in on his sixth ear infection and I went in for a follow-up, I asked, you know, can, may we have, would it be possible to get him an ENT consult? Because I think he needs ear tubes. And the physician the pediatrician said, no, because we didn't diagnose those ear infections in this clinic. So I don't know if those are for real ear infections. That's dumb. That's ugly. Yeah, it is, especially since I went to the Womack ER for three of those diagnoses. So I looked at that pediatrician. I'm like, so you're telling me that doctors you work with in this hospital cannot diagnose an ear infection? Way to have some confidence in your coworkers, dude. Yeah. Well, that's why they call it a practice because they can't get it perfect. Exactly. But that's when, and I asked him for that policy, right? And of course, he didn't have that policy because it was made up and it was a load of BS. (laughs) But that was the moment I realized I I don't want to be, I don't want to come into this hospital again. I don't like it. I don't like what they're doing. They're making up policy as they're going along and it's not helping, it's hurting. So I, I walked away I'm, I, and I said, nope, I'm on TRICARE standard now. And I love it. Um, and my husband's an E6 and we're on TRICARE standard, which means it's actually that affordable. They love to hmm. tell you, TRICARE loves to tell you and doctors love to tell you it's not affordable. That's a load of garbage. That's not true at all. And, uh, and so I just, I was like, no, I'm done. I'm not coming back here. But I'm glad I had that freedom, though, because I was able to find the right surgeon now, because yeah. I needed that, Dave, I had to really hunt because had I been on prime, I would have been back at Womack and not getting this surgery. Speaking of affordable, we need to take a quick commercial break and uh, Yay, hear, hear a word sponsor. from our sponsor, Armed Forces Insurance with, I don't know if you've heard it, but we have a new commercial. Get out. Yay. I'm excited. When I'm with the fleet, I'm known as Petty Officer Lopez, but at home. Honey, can you get this down for me? I'm just Tony, and that's fine with me. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance, to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote, or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. And we're back with Spouse Spouts, episode number 47, brought to you by Armed Forces Insurance. This is the episode where we get to get, to get Susan back. She's been Yay. under the knife, recuperating and enjoying the, the medications that make you, well, <laughs> I don't know, see things uh, in a different uh, area, which is a lot more fun than it probably should be, right? Oh, goodness gracious. Yes. Well, okay. So this is really funny too. So my best friend, been my best friend for 20 years now, she came to visit and we decided to uh, go out for lunch and I had soup because that's all I could eat for so long. That's right. Liquid, liquid. Yep. Lots of liquids. And we're sitting there and I sit back in the chair and I get this grin across my face and she just, she's like, oh, ooh, your pain meds just kicked in, didn't they? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I can't uh, move yes, my arms did. anymore. And she just kind of sat there and I was like, I can't move my arms. And I just started singing in the restaurant. <laughs> 
table of soldiers was sitting a little bit away from us, and they look over, and they just start to laugh. And I was like, I can't move my arms. It all is such pretty pictures and pretty Everyone's color. So pretty. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I get to use, cause I can't, so I can't walk a lot long distances either. So like, I just, I get tired really quickly Not for a while. No, yeah. I mean, you had what three hernias fixed and yeah. a blockage uh, fixed. So, you know, your entire internals are all rearranged back to oh, where yeah. they're supposed to be so yeah you need to give yourself that opportunity to let them settle into their little niches like they're supposed to be exactly exactly so uh, we went gross, to the commissary the other day right and um we're walking in and i looked at jeremy and i said you're gonna die i said you're gonna laugh at me and he goes y- you need one of the the motorized buggies and i was like yeah i do I'm not going to be able to walk the length of this commentary. Milk it, without, girl. Milk it. Without sitting there. I had to use them after I had knee surgery, too, right? And yeah. so that was so funny after knee surgery, and I had to use them then, too. And, like, we would be, you know, riding around the commissary. And all of this, all the retirees would stop me and say, oh, what would you do? Did you kick him one time too many? And I would be like, yes. Or I got into a fight. And mm. sometimes mm-hmm. one time I told everybody, I was like, I've just escaped from prison. You know, like. I was making up all sorts of stuff. I was like, I've escaped from prison. Oh, I got into a knife fight or something stupid like that. <laughs> it was a tiger and they bit me right here. See, yeah. Look, shark teeth marks. Yes, exactly. And people were like, what? And I was like, yeah, well, when you ask crazy questions, you're going to get a crazy so where response. Where do you live? And you, where do you live? Well, I live in North Carolina. Well, I didn't know they had sharks there. Yeah. Lone sharks. <laughs> I probably shouldn't be making you laugh now, even though we're probably past the stitches ripping portion. Probably hurts to laugh still, doesn't it? Uh, And sneeze. Oh, heck yeah. I bet you're living on Claritin right now. Oh, gosh, yes. I've only sneezed like three (laughs) times in surgery because I'm like, don't sneeze at all. Yeah. No, Susan, no sneezing allowed. But you know what, though? I'll tell you this, Dave, and I was telling this to Jeremy. I said, you know, I'm on half the pain medication that I was from the last three surgeries in in a month. Where that, well, I'm still taking, you know, roughly the same amount during the day, but the dose is significantly smaller than it was after the last surgery. And I said, you know, it I, I it feels like things are where they're supposed to be for the first time in a really long time. Yeah, and he was like, "Well, that's the whole idea behind surgery to put them all back." Yeah, Come I was on. like, "It feels like <laughs> things are really supposed to be where they're at." And I told him, I said, "It's um, I'm moving slow, but I feel so much more confident after this surgery. Like I feel better. I uh, apparently was retaining a lot of fluid because I've lost about ten pounds." Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was fluid, and um, and I keep just my body is just flushing fluid very quickly all of a sudden. Like it's just like I guess it was like in every like nook and cranny and crevice internally wherever it could hide, and um, yeah. yeah. So it's, now it's, it's not, not and that's exciting to know. Yeah. Now I'm happy yeah. to be getting rid of this junk. 
And the other thing is, and this is so sweet. So Ian was just tired of mommy feeling so sick all the time. So I'm home and, you know, and everything. And I was laying in bed one day, just, you know, just, you know, laying in bed. I was tired. I just wake, woken up from a nap and he comes in and he's, and he's, you know how like little kids will stare at you. I don't know if your kids did this where like when you were sleeping and they would just stare at you and then they would go, hi, are you awake? Well, I um, am now. Yeah, that's pretty damn creepy when it happens. Yes, it is. Well, it, Ian has had a number of creepy moments like that with me, right? Because somehow that kid has, like, magic stealth that I do not possess. Like, I am not stealthy. <laughs> okay? So, all of a sudden, I was laying down, I was taking a nap, and I look over, and there he is in bed, and he's got this huge grin on his face, and he goes, oh, good, you're awake now. I'm like, what the hell? What have you been wow. doing? <laughs> Why are you staring at me? Wow. Yeah, and he goes, um, he goes, are you starting to feel better? And I said, yeah, I am. I, I am starting to feel better. And he was like, good. And he goes, because then you can play with me again soon, and we can have a water balloon fight. And I was like, yes. Just give me a it, few more weeks, kiddo. You just gave me an idea. It is it is hot here in Germany right now. It is oh, hot. Oh, I've heard. I've heard. I remember those summers in Germany when it was hot like that, and there's no AC. You going to get some water balloons? Did I lose you, Dave? I think I lost Dave. Well, shoot. So in case our wonderful listeners don't know, um, there you are. Yeah, you guys are having a terrible, terrible, like, heat wave over there, right? It is. It's getting pretty, uh, pretty warmish. I, I think it was yes, no. No, it was day before yesterday. It actually broke 100 degrees Fahrenheit here. Oh, my it goodness. Was, I remember. It was toasty. Now, this was years ago. This would have been summer 2003. I came to visit my parents after college, and it was so hot that summer that a number of senior citizens and elderly um, were actually dying from heat stroke mm-hmm. in both mm-hmm. France and Germany, Italy as well, like a number of them. Because they just, it was so hot that they, it just was impossible for them. You know, it was, it was just too much for them. It, and, it, um, got, it got pretty yeah. interesting. I mean, there were cars that were breaking down all over yeah. the place. There were, there were um, uh, warnings out. Uh, my, my vet even called and said, you have a pug, or as they say, a mops. You have a, a, a pug. You're, you need to keep the pug inside because yep. the pug-nosed dogs, the, the snub-nosed dogs in the heat is very hard for them to get enough oxygen through their system. Um, it, when the dog pants and he's got his tongue hanging out, that's his air conditioning units. And yeah. so the dogs are trying to stay cool with their tongue out. <laughs> And it's not that they're slobbering or anything, and it's not something that's gross or anything, but they're hot. those dogs, they can't yeah. breathe through their noses to supplement letting the tongue out to cool them off. So they said, yeah, yeah make sure exactly. he stays inside. And where does, that, where does that fool dog go? He goes outside and he just lays in the sun. Of course, because he's a silly dog. Because he is. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a pug. Yep. <laughs> he, oh yeah. 
a snuggle pug. Well, it's been, you know what? It's been so hot here that my neighbor next door, my next door neighbor usually has all of his dachshunds out. And, you know, they're like, they're the most obnoxious dogs because they bark their heads off at anybody who walks near the fence line, right? And they're like, mm-hmm. can you guys, okay, I've been your neighbor for years. You need to stop it now. You know who I am. Cut it out, right? And so, um, you know, it's one of those things that you're like, doggies, you know, get it together. But they've been inside because it's been so hot here that he's he's been keeping his dogs inside because it's just too much. Although now, this past, like, few days, I guess there's a tropical storm coming up the coast because we've had um, nonstop there, rain. There is something that's coming up through that's going to cross over into Texas and up by Louisiana area. So, yeah, you have something coming in. And, of course, it's going to arch over, and it's probably going to take you guys out. I mean, get ready. Get your oars. Uh, North Carolina and South Carolina are probably going for an ocean ride for a while. Oh, my goodness. We just, I'm joking. I mean, it's only it's been, it's not even been a year since Hurricane Matthew. We really can't take this much rain. Well, it's going to be fun watching uh, watching how that one uh, um progresses oh yeah yeah we really cannot take this much rain we still have families in in my neighborhood because our neighborhood was hit really hard by hurricane matthew uh Mm -hmm. we still have families that are still fighting with fema the city their insurance and still not in their homes and that was in october when hurricane matthew hit Mm -hmm. so they're still struggling to to recover um we just and you know what it's crazy i at when we lived in nebraska we would of course get you know tornadoes and things like that through there but i was just talking to one of our dear friends who's back out there again and then we still have some friends who own homes out in nebraska and they were showing pictures of some of the neighborhoods after the tornadoes went through there houses are mm-hmm. completely wiped off the planet i mean like these families have lost everything yep I mean, all you can find of the house are are boards and parts of the roof and part of, you know, like part of the roof all over the place. It's crazy. I mean, and having having survived a tornado and been through one and seen its destruction and watching it, you know, tear up my house. Yeah, it's it's still shocking. Like, I find that still, like, even though I've survived it, I still find it shocking. Stephanie just walked in. Uh, hey, like, Steph. Just, yeah, Susan says hi. <laughs> oh, so something I wanted to tell you about for Stephanie with her artwork. I can't with, remember the name of the website. Jeremy's going to have to remind me, and I'll have a message you on Facebook, okay? But oh, there's you, this website. What's that? You're submitting Ian's artwork to something? Yeah, it's this website where you can submit. So, like, what you can do is scan everything and then upload uh-huh. it. And then from there, people can order things like prints or uh, coffee mugs or whatever they want. Really? Uh, well, who yes. makes the coffee mugs and who makes all of that other no stuff? I have no idea. I have no idea. It's just this website wow. where it does it all. Um, okay. <laughs> yes, so I'll have, Jeremy, I'll have Jeremy get it to you or have – Send me a remind me. How about that? So then okay. Steph can well, put her artwork up there, and you guys can keep the originals. I love her artwork. She doesn't think she's very good at it, and I disagree. I say she's I amazing. I absolutely at disagree. It. Steph is crazy. She's beautiful. She's so talented. It's, it's awesome, awesome, awesome work she's doing. 
I think and it's so not- beautiful. Wouldn't it be fun to have her and Ian paint together? Oh, that would be fun. That would be something to video and put on or videotape and put onto onto uh well hell, let's put it onto uh spouse spouts and yeah. uh, something for them to download and watch. That would be cool. I, I was I was thinking I think that's fun. I was thinking about some, like one of our shows. So um since I'm so like I was so organized before the you know, the surgery, but now I'm so disorganized again. Yay for that. Um but I was thinking, well, first of all, we need to get our sponsor actually on the show because I want to get Lori or Kate you Dolak. Get Lori? We, I've that been trying be to, but cool. she's so busy to, trying oh. to pin her down has been really difficult. So I think we might get Kate on the show who actually works in their marketing department now right, right. for AFI. Or um, get them both on. Get them both yes. on because you'll catch Lori – Probably they've got upcoming is a mill spouse fest in um, Charleston. No, not Charleston. It's going to be in Fort Campbell. Yeah, but and that's so not until September. Well, that might you might not get them until September. Is it that long? September. Yeah. Hmm. September okay. is the next. Maybe we won't want to wait that long. No, I want to get her on sooner. So I have an email. <laughs> that I sent into her. Okay. Exciting that's happening in our military spouse community for a moment. What? Under the bought by the company who owns task and purpose. Huh? Tell me, tell, or do you, do you want to drop the, drop the beans now? Uh, Although you're be adding in, uh, you're breaking up on my side, so I don't know whether or not that's breaking up. You're breaking uh, up on elsewhere. my side. That's... It might be going over just oh. fine over blog talk. Uh, it just our internet connections and all, because like I said, I've got, I've got this heat wave is coming through Germany here, and it's it, it's. And I've got a, mm-hmm. you know rainstorms galore here, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it looks but, like it's getting ready to rain here, which will be great. Then I'd go get outside. You guys need the rain. Knock out some um, some yard work. Yeah, I mowed my lawn because the lawn was, you know, really getting kind of overgrown from the last rainstorm. So, and then this heat wave pops through here. And now everything's brown. Reminds oh, me of course. Arizona, and I'm not in Arizona. I'm in Germany. Yeah, Germany's plush and green. That's so scary. God, <laughs> that I, makes me sad. It makes me sad too because I mean, what what the 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 landlord comes by and tells me I ruined his yard. Of course, I wouldn't understand him if he did because he's he's German and I don't speak it yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some friends that were stationed here who just moved to Spangdalem. Oh, cool! That's not too far away. No, no, they're very excited. She spent her husband went to Korea, and she moved home to Kansas for the year with her daughters, and she spent a year learning German. I was really, I was like, way to go, Sierra. Good for you. Because you know what? I think if I'm in a foreign country, I'd like to know a little bit about what's going on. When we went on our honeymoon in Italy, um, the big phrase I learned was, I am allergic to shellfish. (laughs) (laughs) I am allergic to shellfish. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because you know a lot of restaurants in Italy. Yes, because I am. And a lot of restaurants in Italy, especially on the coastal areas, serve a lot of shellfish, right? And so my my old manager, I'll never forget, Sembot Club. She was the one that said, "You know what, honey? We need to teach you a really big phrase." And I was like, "Ooh, what is it?" 
And I was thinking she was going to be teaching me something so glamorous, right? You know, no, I am allergic to shellfish. <laughs> and now I couldn't tell you what it is because I can't remember. It's been that long. But uh, when we went to this really great restaurant in Florence, and I, well, in Venice, actually, we were in Venice and we went to this restaurant. And I'm reading over the menu. And I and the waiter comes by and he's speaking to us in Italian and we knew enough to to respond back to him. I said my little phrase and he was like, oh, wonderful. And I was like, oh, you speak English? And he goes, yes, of course. And I was like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> I was like, here Did- I am suffering through fractured Italian. I must oh, look I like know. a complete idiot. And you speak English. Thank you. (laughs) I was told, I was told that, um, and and I was told by somebody that that opened my eyes a lot about what's happening in the German culture and all. There's a lot of, a lot of misconceptions about being in Germany, you know, like the the Germans are rude and they stare at you and they're, they're being real mean. I I used to hear that when I was a kid and I was like, no, they're They're not. not. They're the nicest people. They're not. What, what they're doing is to them, staring is not Unnatural. It is a very natural thing. You can't to know somebody and 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 see their their reactions without looking at them. So so you sit Thank there you. and you stare at them and figure them out. And they don't have a they they, they do not prescribe to personal space like us Americans nope. do. So yeah, we're really, get, we're right really up there that. real close to you and they'll stare at you and they're really close staring at you. And, um, you know, but they, they, they just stare and they're, they are just curious and they're very nice. They, their conversations are not like ours. We like to flower our conversations with lots of descriptive terms and words and verbiage and all. They get to the point. They yes. get to the point such that they have words for everything, whereas we use a word to mean multiple things, which yes. makes it hard for them to under to, to get our language across because they're so used to having different words to describe different things. And I've just gotten to the point, I've, I, I talk to somebody that's German, and I'll go, I'm sorry, my German is so bad. Do you speak English? Why, yes, yes, I do, but I don't speak good English, sir. Your English is amazing. <laughs> yeah, mine's horrible, and go from there, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know what I loved about living in Germany is that I was learning German in in school, and mm-hmm. so I would go into stores in Zweibrücken, and I would start speaking German, and then the the clerk or the salesperson would respond back to me in English. And I would say to her, oh, can you please speak German? I really want to practice my German. And she would laugh. I mean, every time this happened, we would always end up laughing. And she goes, well, I really want to practice my English. How about we just do what we're doing? I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's right. And, and, and they, they, they really do appreciate when we try. And there are, are ruptured or <laughs> are fractured German is well it's accepted it's understood it's okay yes we're not we're not embarrassing them we're only embarrassing ourselves and we're only embarrassed if we want to be embarrassed yes so yeah it's all personal yeah and I mean I'm not gonna lie I really miss living overseas I had the best time and uh 
Oh, it was wonderful. I do. I miss it. And, you know, and it was a great way to grow up and so many fun things. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. I do. And I lived, I remember when I lived in the KMC and I, oh, my goodness, there was this really great band I used to see in high school. Now I can't, oh, the Sperm Birds. That was their name, the Sperm Birds. And they used to play out at the Irish house that was between uh, Kaiser Slaughter and Sembach. And so I used to see them there. And then they used to play at this other place in Misau, like uh, one of the, um, at one of the gymnasiums, at, I guess in their multi-purpose room or something like that. And all these mm, uh, bands right. would go and play there in Misau. And we would drive all over the KMC to see certain, you know, local bands and everything. And it was so much fun. <laughs> Well, they're still doing that, so you know. There's, yeah. We've got a we've got a uh, some little festival of of all of the people who sell, you know, DoTerra and Thirty One and Mary Kay and all that stuff. They're doing a a thing over in Brookmobach, Misa, and we get to go watch that. And they're going to bring in a couple of those local live bands, so it should be a lot of fun. It was it was so much fun. Of course, this was, you know, back in the height of the grunge era. So, I mean, you know, I, you know, thought I was going to marry Kurt Cobain before he died. So there you go. Well, you did. You did. You married him in Jeremy's body. Yes. Yes. And it's so funny. Okay. So this is a really funny story. This is so terrible. Well, was it a few months ago, right? Was would have been Kurt Cobain's 50th birthday. And I thought, to myself, as I was hearing that on the radio, I was like, holy bananas, he would have been 50 today? That's crazy. I can't even think of him like that. You know, like, oh, my gosh. I was like, that just, oh, wow. Kurt Cobain would have been 50, you know. And so we have Ian in the back seat in his car seat, right? Jeremy's driving. And I was like, wow, Kurt Cobain would have been 50. And Ian pipes up and he goes, oh, did you know him, Mommy? Oh, I was like, wow. Yes. yes. I said, I did know him. He was my boyfriend before I met Daddy. <laughs> oh, you lied to him. You lied help. to Jeremy him. Jeremy looked over at me and he goes, one day, these BS stories you have for him are going to have to stop because he's going to catch you. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to look something up and ask you. Uh, he's going to trap you. Ian is yes. going to trap you. Yes. Well, it's okay. So he actually has figured a couple of things out. So after my birthday, and he's all excited, I was time for my birthday, right? And um, and then he stops and he's looking at Jeremy as they're buying birthday cards from me. And he goes, "Hey, Daddy," and he was like, "Yeah, buddy, what's up?" And he goes, "Mommy was born before Uncle Ian." And he goes, "Yes." He goes, "But Mommy is younger than Uncle Ian." He goes, "How does that work?" And Jeremy's like, "I don't know. You're gonna have to talk to your mommy about that one, right?" Busted. So Ian comes home and he wants to know, how are you younger than Uncle Ian if you were born before him? And I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding, Dave. I was like, oh, mommy is magic. (laughs) Mommy's magic. Mommy ages backwards like Benjamin Button. Seriously. That's not even even a good comeback. That's a, oh my God, I'm caught. Mommy is magic, Ian, and ages backwards like Benjamin Button. I said, so mommy just is, I said, mommy just stopped aging at 28. (laughs) And he looked at me and he goes, oh, I believe you. And I was like, I'm glad. (laughs) Oh, no. Now he's got you. He's bamboozled you. 
Yeah, Love it. I think he doesn't really believe me, but I'm okay with that. So, but then when we were visiting, so when one one of the trips up to Charlotte, we were staying with my brother overnight. And uh, the kids are, his kids are eating dinner and everything. And his son, John, my brother's son, John goes, daddy, how do, how do we eat chicken if there are chickens alive? He goes, how do they get here on our plate? And the look of my That's brother's face, like, I've got to get it like the meat industry right now. Great. Okay. And he goes, well, he goes, well, John, this is, and I said, well, I said, John, I said, let me tell you what happens with these chickens. I said, they're outside, right? And they're like pecking at the dirt. And then all of a sudden they're so bored that they die from boredom. And that's how they become chickens that we eat. Not kidding. I, I told the kids that the chickens are bored of being a chicken and so that they die from boredom. And I They're said, so when you're bored. being chickens. Yes. Okay. So I, medication, Dave, medication. I just, okay. I, Pain I, meds. I like it. I like it. I, so I told I the kids, I said, so when you. you are home this summer and you are bored, I said, you need to tell your daddy, I don't want to die like the chickens. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. I don't want to die like the chickens. Wow. Wow. My brother, my brother looked over at me. He was like, thanks for that one. He was like, I'm going to hear this all summer long. I was like, yes, you will. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> Aunt Susan said she can die from house. boredom. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah. that is so funny. Well, you know, you just got to make up some stuff with little kids every now and then. Pretty soon they're going to catch me in all my BS, and then they're going to be like, Aunt Susan's full of it. I'm not listening to her at all. Well, that, that, that's what I'm, I'm afraid is going to happen to you really quick with your, with, you know, but eh, no, yes. you're fine. Now, well, and I told Ian, I, well, and here's how I said it. I was like, Ian, we all have a little bit of magic in us. I said, Mommy's magic just happens to be mommy magic that mommy can do all sorts of cool things that only mommies can do i said and daddy has daddy magic that only daddies can do these certain things and he's like like what and i said well i said you know how your daddy i said can draw like you and he's very good at making things i can't do that that is not talent i possess a skill i possess and i said so it's it's really your talent it's really what you have a gift that you have possessed that somehow you just know what to do. And he goes, that's so great, Mommy. He goes, what are you good at? I said, making people laugh. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Said, it is a gift. very silly. <laughs> it, I was, it is I'm a good gift. at silliness, kid. <laughs> so are you, are you glad to be back on the show? I am. I've missed you, Dave. I've missed our show. And I oh, started thinking about you. Huh? I've missed you guys. I've missed you. I've missed you though, Dave, because you're my bud. You're seriously, you're a very good friend, and I've missed being, you know, I've missed being on the show with you. And I started <laughs> seeing like a couple of things here and there that I was thinking about, and I started thinking about um, additional shows, right? And mm-hmm. and I don't want to get too much into this because I really do want to save this for another one of our shows, and then actually okay. get some people on the show. So a very dear friend of mine. Uh, uh, another Julie I know in, in the world, she runs this phenomenal blog called Soldier's Wife Crazy Life. And apparently she discovered in the last week and a half or two weeks that there is a dedicated Facebook group to hating her and her blog. 
What? Really? Seriously? Well, okay, real. let's. We need to take a commercial break. Yeah. Hold that thought. We'll catch okay. that on the other side of Armed Force Insurance. Yay! When I'm on base, I'm known as Staff Sergeant Cooper, but at home. Daddy! Hi, Dad. Daddy! Home. I'm known as Dad, and I wouldn't have it any other way. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance, to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote, or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. And we're back, episode 47 of Spouse Spouts. Susan's back. Hey, hi, Susan. I've missed you, Dave. So you said you you got my interest peaked. What? Yeah. So when I saw that she posted this, so I'm friends with her on Facebook because she's one of the um, assistant editors and and full time writers over at Military One Click as well. So I'm always pitching ideas, and I've just been so slack. I need to start writing and getting back into some writing for them and everything. And I've been very slack about that. But um, so I, she posted something on Facebook a couple of weeks ago about this. And I could tell that it really bothered her because, of course, not only is this group dedicated to seriously hating her blog. I mean, really, this is what people are doing with their time. But they're also encouraging people to find out where she lives. No. Yeah. No. I mean, like, it's nuts. It's nuts, right? Um. And we saw a lot of this behavior during, well, I did here in the United States, you being overseas, you may not have seen it as much, but I saw a lot of these, this kind of bullying behavior during the election, where if you came out against a candidate, no matter which candidate, so if you didn't like Hillary, the, you know, or if you didn't like Ted Cruz when he was still running, right? Like if you tweeted at him that you disagree with something that he said, the people would jump on that person and then look them up, find out where they lived, where they worked, all sorts of things, and then tell people to harass them, right? And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. This is what we're doing with our time now. This is what we do with our time. We can't be productive members of society. We have to be destructive members of society. This is fantastic, wonderful. It is. It's gotten very weird. It has, it's very strange, and it's very sad that it's like that. And, um, you know, so I, I wanted to really tackle the issue of bullying, not just within the military spouse community, but our children face it more as well. You know, uh, yep. there's a lot of – there's been some research done, and it's been published now that military children face higher rates of bullying than – civilian kids do and of course they do they're moving constantly they've had very different experiences um i remember ian coming off the bus one day last year in kindergarten when jeremy was deployed right and i could tell that something was really bothering my little boy i was like what is wrong what is going on and i mean i'm like you know like he's sitting down in this chair you know in a chair and i'm looking at him and i'm like up you know i'm 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 squatted down I was like, you have to tell mommy what's going on. Mommy worried. And he goes, why does my daddy always have to be gone? These kids on the bus said that daddy doesn't want to be home because he doesn't love me. Oh, no. Yep. These kids didn't understand, you know, any of that. They didn't understand deployment. They weren't military kids. They were just being mean. 
Hmm. And I'm not kidding. There I was Monday morning in the principal's office telling her everything that had been said. And I was like, if my son is going to be bullied, we're going to need to find another school for him. I will not tolerate this. What did the principal say? She agreed and she found out who the kids were and um, they were, they were dealt with. Hmm. And I'm glad because I'm not going to, my kid was, you know, he was in kindergarten. He was five. You know, and these older third and fourth grade kids were really picking on him. And I thought, you know, bullying is such, um, I, I, we hear a lot about it and we hear, you know, we hear a lot about what is cyber and everything like that. And then was it last week, that case out of Massachusetts where that girl texted and then she heard him screaming for help and she still did nothing? You know, so I started really thinking about these things, and I thought, my mm-hmm. goodness, what is going on? And I thought, I think we need to address this. You know, this is something that we hear a lot about in the military community when they call a spouse a dependa, and they, you know, and we see service members mock us and, and say these awful things only on social media, of course, because they'd never say it to our faces, right? Because, oh, we couldn't possibly do that, Um So I started thinking about that because, you know, it was something that that really got into my head. I was like, wait a minute, my my spouse has to work with people who talk trash, you know, about military spouses. And not only that, but I'm on this. We share the same installation. So, you know. That, you know, can you please think about that for just a moment, that this is what is going on in that we are, you know, we have to be here. We have to cohabitate, even if we're not in the same house, but we have to coexist. That's a better word. We have to coexist with you all here on this same installation. And this is how you're treating people. You know, that is, you know, wow. You know, that that's, you know, that's something, you know, if you really think about it. I don't know. So that's what I want to address. I want to definitely, I want to definitely address, you know, the bullying within our military community towards from other spouses to to spouses, from spouse, you know, the spouse to spouse. Um, so I really want to talk about that because of what happened with my, you know, with Julie. And I thought, my goodness, all she's trying to do is get some information out there. And that's just how unkind, how unbelievably Unkind. Oh, Dave just messaged me. His computer just crashed. Boo and hiss. Ugh, that stinks. Oh, Dave. Okay, so that makes me sad about Dave that his computer just crashed. Poo. So you guys are just going to hear me ramble for a little bit, and then we're going to figure this all out, okay? I might have to cut us off a little early so we can get Dave back. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But, um, you know, so, yeah, I want to talk about some spouse bullying. And then I want to talk about, you know, um, you know, I know vacations. I know we talked about summer vacation with the kids. What about overall plans for the summer and what we're, we'd like to do? I know a lot of people are PCSing, so let's talk about PCSing. Let's share some PCS stories. And I definitely want to get Millie and PCS grades on, uh, maybe not at the same time, but get them on separately so we can do a nice little show about PCSing and funny PCS stories and maybe some horror stories that are not so funny. I mean, I don't know. And then I just kind of want us to chat too, Dave, because, well, I think we're fun. And, um, you know, yeah, there you go. But 
Yeah, so that's all I have. Well, no, that's not all I have. I have a little bit more. And uh, so you'll have to excuse all my ramblings. Sorry, everyone. Going back to Susan is back, though, right? Um, If I have a message to give you all, it's this. You need to, I just, I had the worst time fighting for my health care, but I I fought. And I fought hard. And uh, now I'm back. And, uh, well, not 100%. I mean, I'm probably only about at, you know, 70, maybe 75. But I'm still here, and I'm still trying to do the best I can. But there are people out there who are not able to fight as hard, and that is, that's tough. And we need to be compassionate and show compassion to these people because they deserve it. They're human beings, and that's why they deserve compassion and understanding. And uh, if you don't like the answer that you're hearing, get a second opinion. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, you're guaranteed that in your patient bill of rights. Get a second opinion because there is no way you need to put up with medical care or any kind of care for that matter. Medical care or if you have somebody who's coming to repair something in your house, then you think that they're being shady. Um, There's no way you need to put up with that. That is just not what you have to put up with. Um, So, you know. We will um, we'll have to figure that out. So, oh, I hope Dave is coming back soon because I miss my Dave. But, yeah, you know, these are the things you have to do. You have to, you know, stand up for yourself and ask some questions. There's nothing wrong with asking questions either. It seems like people are afraid to ask questions now and that we trust um, and that we trust what this expert is saying to us. And I, and I agree, we need to trust experts. I absolutely believe in that. There's a reason why uh, a surgeon is a surgeon and he or she went to school for a very long time to understand uh, anatomy and techniques and uh, medical and, and has a medical skill set that I am not a doctor. I am not a nurse. I'm not a medical person that I don't understand. But if it seems hinky and if it makes you uncomfortable, uh, yeah, don't do it. Don't do it until you really sit down and talk to that person. And you and your, your I don't know if I would say discomfort or uh, your apprehension has been has been laid to rest. I wanted to use the word assuage, but I don't know if that's the right word, uh, because that is. Most important, you have to be comfortable. Again, I even will use a reference of um, having a contractor come into your house and they're providing you a quote and you think, gosh, that just seems really expensive. Let me talk to somebody else. You need to do those things too. It's not just with your medical care. If something seems off, it's okay to question. It doesn't make you a bad person. It just seems off. Or if you don't understand, there's nothing wrong with that as well, ask some questions. It's okay to. I, to me, I think that it makes you a smart person to ask a question. Why are you doing it this way? You know, and yeah, we need to understand those things. So we only have about 20 minutes. Actually, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. We have about 18 and a half minutes left of the show. I was hoping for something funnier. I don't know. I don't have any good stories right now because I'm on pain meds and I just feel so ridiculous all the time. Um, well, I can talk about this. So my husband went back to work today 
and I'm very excited for him. Yay. I'm excited to be going back to work. But, you know, it's been it's been a rough month, you know, I'm not going to lie about that. Being a caregiver to myself and our son and then of course he has to take care of himself. And so it's been a it's been a tough month. It's not been easy. And uh, you know, uh, what are you going to do? Well, it's funny because I can't do anything right now. You know, I can't lift anything. I can't do anything. I can hardly stand for long periods of time and everything. So we do a lot of preparation, prep work around here. Like we're prepping the kitchen for the, you know, the big rush, you know, the big dinner rush or, you know, whatever. Um, you know, we're, we're prepping the house for everything. So clothes are laid out the night before, which we've done a lot of that, especially for our son in the mornings and everything. But even today before he left, um, I looked at him and I said, okay, so let's set aside, you know, let's have some plates down and let's make sure we have, if we need pots and pans, let's make sure that they are out so that I can start getting, um, you know, and let's put things at a level where I can reach them in the refrigerator so I can at least get, you know, start to saute some vegetables and to cook things because, uh, you know, I can't bend over easily and I can't, I can't lift anything and I can't pick anything up or anything like that. Right. So um, it is just, it's so funny in my kitchen right now, I can see it from where I'm sitting in my office. uh, Well, just a little bit. And it's just so funny in there because there's all this stuff out on the Island just in case, you know, just in case I might need it. Um, And so, yeah, that's what we're doing. It's, it's so goofy, but it really helps. It's so helpful at the same time to have all this stuff out and ready to go because he's not home and I'm not, I can't drive. And I, you know, I can't bend over to move the pots and pans to get them out. It's just, um, yeah, but these are the things that you do. And this is the stuff that you have to do in order to uh, make the day last and to make it through the day. But poor Dave, I'm so sad that Dave is not here. I miss my Dave. I hope he comes back soon. But, yep, so I wanted to, whoop, I'm all over the place today. Hello, welcome to Susan Reynolds on pain medications. I'm all over the place today. So I wanted to talk about, for our next few shows, I wanted to talk about the bullying issue. I wanted to talk about PCSing, get some PCS stories. Um, I wanted to also bring in some some people who, uh, you know, talk about working from home. There's so many articles out there about working from home when your kids are home because, and I'm super excited about this, um, I've decided when I start driving again, I'm going to keep Ian home for the rest of the summer. Since I'm not working full time, summer camp is very expensive. And I want, also, I just miss Ian. I haven't been able to spend a lot of time with him because I haven't been feeling well for so long that I thought it would be so much fun to bring him, to keep him home for the rest of the summer so when I'm finally able to drive again, I can take us to the Children's Museum and we can go to the Natural Science Museum and we can go to the library. The kid loves the library. And go and play at the pool on post and do all these fun things. And so Can I you hear me now? Ian home. I can hear you. Yay. So I was just talking about how I'm going to be, once I start driving again, I'm going to be keeping Ian home with me for the rest of the summer. Our shows could get very interesting with interruptions, but that's okay. Um, and it happens all the time. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. So 
Yeah, I just I think it's going to be a good time. I mean, uh, so I, I was telling our audience, you know, that a couple of things that I really wanted to focus on or talk about this summer is because we are in the middle of PCS season is getting uh, Millie and PCS grades, maybe not together or, you know, getting them separately, getting them on the show, because I think that would be great. And I know one of the people who works for Millie is actually here local to the Fayetteville community. Mm-hmm. And I would love to have her on the show. Just talking about, you know, PCS stories and interesting things that happen and um, they kind of, I get the feeling that these PCS or, you know, companies out there are filling the need of what our ACS and our Amarin and Family Readiness Centers used to do. They used to have these videos, seriously, videos. You could go there and rent them and, you know, check them out and then you would go home and pop them in your VCR, right? And then you would watch them, and it was like, welcome to Hurlbert Field, Florida, or welcome to Fort Drum, right? And then they would say, this is your commissary, and all these kind of things, right? Kind of like intro videos? Yes. Yes. And these public affairs, the public affairs officers used to do those. Wow. How come they don't do them anymore? Well, because people do DVDs now, and then social media took over. Well, so they could convert it over to digital. I think they should, too. I would love to see them do that kind of stuff on their websites. Maybe I think PCS it would be great. Grades is doing that now. Yeah. The PCS Grades, I wanted to get them on, you know, get these organizations, you know, get these companies on the show. Because, um, you know, people are moving. It's, it's PCS season. Yeah. And for those of you that are PCSing into new areas uh, with this fact that summer and all, and, well, just you know, one of the things you got to find is you got to find uh, places for the kids to go swimming and whatnot. Um, Heck yeah, because it's hot. Especially tell those teenagers that have gotten their lifeguard certifications, they're not going to be able to just go into a, 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 a swimming pool and become a lifeguard. They're going to have to start all over again and tell them, okay, welcome to what it's like to be me. Yeah. Well, and think about it. If you have a kid and, and who was, you know, let's say they move starting their, you know, getting ready to start their junior year, right? And, um, you know, they were a top athlete at their old school. Now they've got to start all over again. Start all over again. That's right. They need to know that. And, and yeah. well, they probably, now if, you, if you're a seasoned spouse, yes, you your kids already know that. As a, and you already know how to deal with it because you've been dealing with it for how many moves now? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. definitely keep that in mind. But the new spouses, a lot of folks don't realize that. And when it, when it starts to happen, it, it gets kind of curious. It gets kind of confusing. I mean, I, I consider me and Steph are very, very, very lucky that our youngest is going to be able to graduate from this duty station. That's so wonderful. He will be an adult, and we can kick him out the door to the curb, boy, right after he graduates. Yes. Well, ah, we can't do that because we're in Germany and he's command-sponsored. Okay, so we aren't exactly going to do that, but fortunately he wants to join the Navy, and he's in the process of working that out. And so... Everything looks good. We, I myself personally have my fingers crossed. We have a year to go before that actually becomes a reality, but it looks good. He, I think he's making some great choices. So, yeah, 
promote your kids. But then again, for those that have kids that are seniors, it's going to be very interesting keeping up with all of those timelines that they need to do. We had uh, the school set out a very interesting piece of paper that said what the kids are going to be going through, the seniors are going to be going through throughout the year. And one of the big things was, was to apply for scholarships. But if you PCS yes. in the middle of your senior year, then those submissions you put in last month are no longer valid because those submissions had your old duty station. You now have a new duty station and then males have to be able to catch up to you. So yeah, definitely make sure you've got a sponsor well ahead of time. So those kids can start plugging that in and getting the career counselors involved to, to help make that happen. It's one of those things that you don't want to have overlooked. Uh, we live for our kids. We wouldn't have kids if we weren't trying to continue the family name to, to keep the legacy going. So what's more important, your, you and your spouse, or is it your kids? And I would have to say at this point in time, being that they're getting ready to graduate and you have a PCS coming on, it's definitely the kids. Kids need to take the top priority. Just don't tell them that. Do not tell them that they're teenagers. They will take it wrong, and you will have monsters on your hand. <laughs> but yeah. live for them. They're they're the most important thing at that moment in time. If they're not seniors, then it's a moot point. Unless you get one of those brainiacs, one of those kids that that that's he's getting ready to graduate because he's thirteen and going to college already, MIT. Yeah. Wow. Correspondence course. Yeah. You know, Ian could do that. Ian could do that to you. Yes. He's got the creativity. He's got the desire. He's got the drive. I, he like you can take his, his disability and parlay it into something phenomenally fantastic. Oh, that would be so cool. Phenomenally fantastic mom to use as an example. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, it's, uh, I have a couple of friends whose military kids, all their children, their oldest, graduated from high school this year. And the scholarship opportunities out there for these kids have just, it's been mind-blowing. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, these kids, and it's not just because, you know, some of the, the scholarships are because, of course, they are military kids, but watching these kids over the last few years really push themselves academically, the academic scholarships that are out there, just impressive. It's impressive. I didn't know. So, I mean, I, I didn't realize all of these scholarships were actually out there for kids, right? And, whoo, they sure are. Yes, they are. Lots of them. And there's so many out there nowadays for just very – you know, just very interesting scholarships. And it's not just, you know, oh, hey, you're a military kid. I had a friend in high school that the college she went to, she ended up doing some research. And this is back when you had to go into a, like a scholarship catalog. Okay. You can just look it up online. So you had to look in the scholarship catalog and she found one and it was the oddest one for Italian American women majoring in communications. <laughs> Her last name, her maiden name is Pagliarello. You don't get much more Italian than that, right? That is true. 
Yes, and not without she, putting I, the word spaghetti in there too. Yes, and she did major in communications, right? So she ended up receiving this massive academic scholarship based on being an Italian American woman. Nice. Yeah. You know, it really helped her out. And uh, she went to a small college in Chicago, a small private college in Chicago that was very expensive. So this really helped. It paid, I think, of her tuition every year. <laughs> and she was able to find the rest and other scholarships out there. She said, you know, the scholarships exist. You just have to do the research. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, maybe people don't want to take the time, but there seems to be quite a few scholarships out there, not just athletic ones, but academic or art or something that you're really into. I know my oldest nephew down in Georgia has uh, received an engineering scholarship because he started doing engineering classes his senior year at uh, Georgia Southern. And he did so well that they offered him scholarships to come to Georgia Southern. And so he is. Nice. I know. I know, because college has gotten expensive, man. And I'm like, what the heck? What are you? I'm glad you're, I'm, I'm glad you're learning a lot of stuff, but what the heck? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you so expensive? I don't understand this. It's yeah. higher education, so it's higher priced. That's the best I guess know. I can come up. I've been sitting here toying yeah. with that. I knew you were going to ask that question. Yeah. And that's the only thing I can think of. Higher prices yeah. equates to higher education, which creates to a higher salaries. Is that the mindset? I have no idea. You know what? I'm going to have to, I want to, I need to know this. I'm going to have to do some research. I'm getting ready to go down in a rabbit hole. It might be, <laughs> it might be like Bill Cosby's, you know, why is there air? And the coach knew it was to keep the volleyballs full. <laughs> And oh, that's so funny. It's so true. I mean, without yes. air, volleyballs would not be volleyballs. And the coach was that's, right. They would just be very flat and just sit so that's, there. That's why there's air. Yes. I mean, didn't take a scientist. Took a coach. Yeah. Somebody who, yeah. who, who, who who majored and got themselves a master's and quite possibly a, a doctorate in, in pumping iron. <laughs> Or skipping rope. <laughs> who who uh, knew? Who knew? Hey, we don't have we don't have much time left on our show, huh? <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> You're so funny, Dave. Um, okay, so um, we have what three and a half minutes about th- about Ish. that. Ish, okay. Yeah. So next week, I want, like I said, I'm going to talk about this. I want to talk about this bullying thing because I got to do some research. I want to see what's going on with it because it's like, what? That's crazy. Well, we've got some people in our spouse, spousal, military spouse community that are experts on bullying, and yep. we, we should be able to pique their interest because they'll want to call, want to do a live show, and. The fact that people can call in if they want to, even though it is early in the morning, I roger yep. that it's early in the morning. It's 930 Eastern, which makes it 830, 630 in the morning in California. Y'all can still call in. Yeah. It's, it's good stuff. I mean, I, 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 I would like to do it in the cool, cool day hours of the morning. 
but I don't I blame can't. you because I know it's dang hot right now. I can't. I have to go six hours before that to catch those kind of times. And yep. well, so you guys want to want to do it at three thirty in the morning for you guys? That would be uh, nine thirty no. my time. I'd like that. No. No, Darn I don't. It. Yeah. You're just no fun, Susan. I know. <laughs> no, we I really know. did. We really did miss you. We I really miss did you miss too, you. Dave. We also got a little concerned when that one pop message that you popped up oh. that said that you had to to go back in, uh, even though you and I had already discussed why, but that was yes. in a, a personal message uh, when you popped it up on the on to, to, to the Facebook and left the information out there. It, it got a few people concerned because it's serious stuff. Anytime anybody cuts on the body, I don't care if you're a, yeah. a doctor with skilled fingers or if you're, you know, uh, a, a, an ax murderer, if you're going to cut into a body, it's a very good possibility you could croak from it. Oh, of course, yeah. that's, what an, that's what an ax murderer is trying to do to you, but not necessarily <laughs> a doctor. Yes, an axe murder. Oh, my God, that's so funny. Uh, think about it. You know, if they're going to cut on you, if if you survive, an axe murderer failed. Yes, yes. <clears throat> well, our show is almost done. We have less than a minute, Dave. We do? We yes. I, I haven't heard it say one way or the other. Did it say the words? No, but it's. I'm looking at it where it says 47. It's counting down. <laughs> I'm looking at it and it says it's, we got a buck 50 left. Oh. I have two different times then, apparently. Interesting. Very curious. Well, Very curious. You tell me when it says 60 seconds. Oh, I'm down to 30, so. Did it say Did it say 60 seconds to you? No, it didn't. I think we're having some issues with the show right now, so we're going to have to figure that out. Yeah, mine says, mine says 90, although I can tell by looking at my clock, it's, it should be different. Eh, that's all right. I had to, I had to drop out of the, 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 well, I'm down to the last five seconds, so if I get cut off, I'm going to tell you that I love you, Dave, and I've missed you, okay? I hope not, because I'm seeing down to the last 60 seconds. I'm-